This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Travel troubles have been quite common over the last few months, whether it be security delays or flight cancellations. There have been headaches. For people with disabilities, there is a whole new level of hassle. And hassle is an understatement on this one. Damage or lost mobility devices. The founder of Access Now, Mayan Ziv, just had a horrendous experience with a badly damaged wheelchair on an Air Canada flight to Israel. Aaron Broverman has some thoughts and experience with this issue. Aaron is the lead editor at Forbes Advisor Canada. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Thank you for making time for us today. Good morning, Dave. This is a uh, consumer issue that's close to my heart, so I'm glad I'm talking to you about it. Yeah, so let's start with this particular story. How did you find out about it, and what's your reaction? Well, like everyone, I was watching the coverage of uh, the Queen's death when I saw across the bottom of the Chiron a woman's wheelchair damaged by airline, and I thought, you know, not another one, because this is so common among people with disabilities. And then uh, later that night, I found out it was my friend Mayan Ziv. And I thought, oh, like, you know, that's uh, really unfortunate for Mayan. But Mayan is also a titan of disability activism. So I knew that uh, since this had happened to her, uh, there was going to be a change coming. Uh, This means war, as she told me uh, later on. I I, want to stick to the the Mayan side of the story for one more moment because we did get a report yesterday that the Minister of Disability, responsible for disability federally, Carla Qualtro, has spoken with the Canadian Transportation Agency about this. We know there's not been necessarily any policies in place yet, but Aaron, this is something, as you put in that answer, it's all too common. Have, Have you had experience with this? I Thankfully, I have not personally had my uh, mobility scooter broken on an airline, but I have been with people who have had uh, their mobility device damaged, you know, on the flight that I was on. And uh, it's so common that I have taken to uh, renting a mobility scooter at my destination instead of taking my own because I'm so afraid that it's going to get uh, damaged beyond repair. What's the cost of all these broken wheelchairs or lost mobility devices? So if we think that like, you know, the average custom wheelchair costs between $1,500 and $5,000, uh, what we know is that the uh, Department of Transportation in the U.S. tracks that 15,425 wheelchairs have been broken since the end of 2018 to the begin, like basically the beginning of 2021. So that's like that. That's a lot of money. That's between 22 million to 77 million dollars, uh, depending on the cost of your chair, whether it's 1,500 or 5,000, uh, 5,000 dollars. So that's a lot of money that they're just, you know, they're just damaging. Not to mention the fact that, you know, if they broke like. 15,425 legs, 
uh, this would be such a bigger issue mm. than it is. Yeah, there's there's so much to that, right? Beyond just the dollars and cents figure in regard to this, because it's not as if if you have if you need a custom built wheelchair, a custom built device that may take months to get access to at a certain point. To a certain degree, we're not just talking about a, a loss in terms of a direct monetary impact. There can be some cascading factors that can last for months, for a year, let alone the actual emotional impact. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, Mayan, for example, was stranded in Israel for a week without a mobility device. Thankfully, uh, she has, you know, rented a wheelchair since then, but Imagine not being able to go anywhere, uh, you know, just because like you're you're basically your independence has been taken away and, uh, you know, nobody takes that uh, seriously. So uh, I'm glad that uh, Carla Qualtro and the Minister of Transportation are on it. And I hope that uh, real change happens, because, as I said, Mayan is such a powerhouse that she uh, she mobilized her connections right away. Yeah. I don't know if this would have happened if somebody that wasn't Mayan, you know, if this happened to them, I don't know if they could get Carla Qualtrough and the Minister of Transportation to make a statement on their behalf mm. and meet with Air Canada. Aaron, as we start thinking about proactive solutions, and certainly this falling on the desks of cabinet ministers is a step, what else can be done about this problem that is all too persistent? Well, there is an organization in the U.S. based in Texas called All Wheels Up, and they have been trying uh, to do what many people who use mobility devices have been asking for, which is they want to be able to get on a plane in their chairs the same way they would on a subway or a bus or that sort of thing. So All Wheels Up is uh, crash testing wheelchairs to see if they are safe on planes. And what they've discovered is that the average restraint that you see on a subway or a bus can handle the 16 Gs that the FAA requires. So on their website and on their YouTube channel at allwheelsup.org, you can see videos of wheelchairs with the person in it literally driving either from the front or the rear onto the plane. They, they remove a seat just like they would at a theater or anywhere else that there's an accessible space to be in. And then you just roll up on the wheelchair and park your chair uh, into the restraint. So that's the goal. That's what they're hoping to be able to do eventually by working with Congress, airlines and airline uh, manufacturers. Yeah, it really seems pretty straightforward as a concept if you consider that so many planes are custom modularly designed, that just moving some seats actually shouldn't be that difficult a concept. And they don't even have to use the aisle chair. Uh, people can get on the plane with dignity. They don't have to be afraid that uh, people not adequately trained to use the aisle chair will drop them or that they will be injured, which is another problem, uh, you know, in the way that yeah. people who use mobility devices board planes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aaron, obviously we've focused quite a bit here on airplanes. Do other modes of transport have similar issues with lost or stolen wheelchairs and other forms of mobility, mobility device? Definitely lost wheelchairs and uh, mobility devices, but I wouldn't say that other modes of transportation have uh, this problem quite as widespread. What I would say is that dealers who deal in 
repair for wheelchairs. It's such a custom uh, industry that they know that they kind of have you over a barrel. If you're a person with a disability, they can charge whatever they want because, you know, you can't really go anywhere else. So it can become quite costly. And they know that uh, people with disabilities don't have the knowledge that they have because many mobility disability uh, mobility device companies uh, require you to go through your dealer if you want to get repaired. And it's not as if you can just get trained in wheelchair repair because, you know, uh, the, these uh, these manufacturers keep trade secrets close to the vest and only uh, share uh, repair uh, stuff with uh, registered dealers. Aaron, it really feels like this is almost a continuation of our conversation last time about the disability tax, that this is just another layer in the way in which so many costs can be passed on to people with disabilities. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and this is the most devastating layer because if you, you know, lose your wheelchair or if it gets damaged, you know, you're screwed for the rest of your trip. And uh, mostly what airlines have been offering up until now, up until uh, they've gotten attention from Carla Qualtro and the Minister of Transportation, is basically just like, we'll give you a voucher. So basically, you're, <laughs> they, they want to they want to allow you to come back on. You're, it's, you're basically coming back to the abuser who's abused your wheelchair. And they're like, you know, maybe you want to take another trip. I don't think so. Yeah, seriously. Aaron, we're so grateful that you could offer some perspective on this story for us. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I'm so glad uh, I get to talk to you about this. It's It's been a privilege. Dave. Yeah, it's a really pressing issue. I know we've talked about it a couple times in accessibility story roundups over the course of the last year, trying to lay out the foundation. But I think bringing in some real world perspective is always a really useful device on this. So, Aaron, we appreciate it. Have a nice weekend. You too. Thank you so much. That's Aaron Broverman, the lead editor at Forbes Advisor Canada. Tell me about your travel nightmares. I want to hear your stories reach out to us, give the show feedback, tell me about what people have done well, what they've done poorly. We want to know. We know it's a vast, broad experience out there, but I want to hear from you because your experience matters on these topics as well. Send us an email, feedback at ami.ca, feedback at ami.ca. Find us on social media, at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook, or give us a phone call, one 866 509-4545. That's 1-866-509-4545. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.